You're listening to Special Education Matters, a regular podcast about things that matter in special education. I'm your host, Michael Bull, and I am the proud father of an 18-year-old boy with autism. This is show number five in our beginner's guide to the IEP. The IEP can be stressful at times. These five plus one tips will help you relax, prepare, and feel good about your parental role before, during, and after the IEP. All right, we are back with Linnea in our final podcast to talking about the IEP process. And this is five tips plus one for having the most successful IEP ever. And we do recommend that you listen to this one last. If you're skipping forward, I guess that's okay. But you probably should go back and listen to numbers one through four. Would you, one, yeah, one through four. Would you agree, Linnea? Yeah, I think it's great. This is a good, this is a good one to summarize everything we've already talked about. Yeah, it's kind of fun. So we'll start with the first tip, which is avoid being surprised. And you talk about assessments and getting them in advance and, I don't know, take off. What what, what should we do there? Yeah, so if this is a tri-eval or an initial evaluation for special education or if any assessments have been done of your child since the last IEP meeting, you want to get those five to ten days before the meeting, as soon as you can, really, so you've had time to review them. Some of these reports are 20, 30, 40 pages long, and you want to know what's in those, highlight them, underline them, fold pages, and have them tabbed and ready to go. Um, You also want to receive goals, so progress on goals before Mm -hmm. the meeting, and um, draft new goals. So if they have a draft IEP that they're willing to share with you, it really can make the IEP meeting more efficient. And that's what I tell them. I'm like, look, I know it's just a draft, but I'd love to see what you're working on so that when we get to the IEP meeting, we can knock it out in an hour or knock it out in two hours rather than being there for four hours and two different days and dragging the process on. So be efficient, be prepared, and get things in advance of the meeting. And are they required to give it to you in advance or it's just a courtesy? It's a courtesy, but okay. I mean, why, why wouldn't they, if it's going to make their, if it's going to make the meeting a little bit easier and it's going to shorten the time that you have to sit together and review a report, then, um, I think that most schools are willing to cooperate on that on some things. If they're looking for progress on goals, they may not have developed it yet. They may have not heard from the teacher responsible for working on that goal. And so there might be some just feasibility issues where it's going to take a little bit longer. And so you might not get it five or 10 days before, but the night before, that's fine. As long as you get most things beforehand. So you you just request politely, hey, this will make the whole thing more efficient. Please send as much as you can in advance. Yeah. And I just, I want to review everything before, before we sit down. That helps. So number two, set an agenda for the meeting and circulate it. So as a parent, I should be setting an agenda? I like to. Um, I think it's great. It also gives you a little bit of control over how the meeting is going to be held. And once you establish a good relationship with the district, they'll give you greater control of the reins when it comes to setting these agendas. So you can either request that they send you an agenda or you can circulate one. And I like to be the one that circulates it. Um, like I said, I like to maintain some of that control. And when I do an agenda, I do big bullet points of the things we have to discuss. And then I'll mm-hmm. put little questions or things underneath. If I'm requesting additional assessments or if I'm requesting services, I include it on the agenda. And that allows the district to be more efficient. So they've seen like, oh, they're going to ask for a vision therapy assessment or they want math remediation. We know that in advance. So they have time to kind of go to their 
go through their administrative process to see if they can offer it. Whereas if you ask at the IEP meeting for the first time and they've not heard this request before from you, they're going to have to take it home and consider it. And that just lengthens everything. It extends the process rather than expedites the process. So agendas are great. All right. Number three, do your homework as a parent before the meeting. What does that look like? Yeah. So kind of going along with these first two tips, um, if they've given you assessments in advance, like you've requested, you should read them. (laughs) If they've given you progress on goals, you should look at that and see if you agree, see if you disagree, talk with your student, ask your student, Hey, you know, you know, you had this goal. If you, if you're open with your, with your kid and depending on how verbal they are, how old they are, how mature they are. Sure. Um, you may have been sharing the IEP goals with them and letting them be empowered to add or subtract to those goals. Um, ask them, do you think you've made progress on this? What are you doing at school to work on this goal? And that feedback is very valuable. In our in our case, my stepson um, had a five-paragraph writing goal. Mm-hmm. He's in high school. Mm-hmm. And in April, we asked him, hey, how that, how's that goal going? And he said, oh, we haven't written a single essay. Like we haven't done a five paragraph essay. And I was like, how could you be making progress if you haven't even done one? (laughs) Um, So talking to your student about how the goals are going can be really helpful in this preparing for a successful IEP meeting phase. Um, And I think, I think that's generally just good practice to be prepared before you walk into a meeting. It shows that you take things seriously and that you're going to hold the district to account, but um, you're really passionate about your child's education. Yeah, I would agree. So, you know, I've been through as a teacher a lot of parent conference meetings, and the parent that was already prepared, it was actually much easier to deal with because I didn't feel like I had to educate the parent of what was going on. It was like we can get right to the discussion because we all understand the situation and the facts behind it. Now let's talk about what's going to be best going forward. Yeah, and they and that's true. These teachers have a lot of students in many cases. And so if you can remind them, hey, in that assessment, my child had an 80, you know, standard score of 80 on the Woodcock-Johnson broad reading, and his IQ is 120. There's a big gap there. And if you can remind them of what those assessments say, because you've highlighted and tabbed the assessment, and you can point them to the page where the assessor found that, Mm -hmm. it's very valuable in establishing why the extra services are needed. Um, And when you're prepared, it helps the whole meeting. I mean, it's, it's hard for these teams the district side of these teams to be 100% prepared for every student's IEP meeting because their job is teaching. Sure. And so they don't spend as much time preparing for a meeting as you can. And so if you can be very prepared, it does make things a lot easier. All right. Number four, rehearse for the meeting. Now, when you listen about the prep that goes into presidential debates, they'll actually get the exact same room with the exact same colors, and they'll find somebody on the opposite side who behaves a lot like the opposing candidate, and on and on. Do you recommend parents go to that level, or what do you mean by rehearse for the meeting? I mean, if if you can, that'd be great. I don't think the school is going to give you the room, (laughs) so you're probably not going to get to practice in that room. But in your home with your partner or um, with a friend, rehearse what you're going to say and rehearse what you're going to ask for. Um, Practice what it is that you plan to, to explain at that IEP meeting, and then it'll feel much more comfortable and natural at the IEP meeting. Especially if you're opposed to something, it's probably better to have your words ready. Because the emotions are going to come at that time, and this way it's more just automatic. 
Definitely. And if you have to take notes beforehand as part of your doing homework, you should do that. So if you want to write down that you reviewed that portion of the IEP draft on reading and you don't think it's good enough, write down why and rehearse that. And when you get into the IEP meeting, it'll feel a bit more natural and a little less chaotic. Okay. Number five, reflect, reflect, reflect. How should we reflect? (laughs) Well, I think that um, it's a great idea. If you have someone in the meeting with you, whether it's an advocate, a friend, a partner, talk about what happened at the IEP meeting and decide what went well, what you could have done better, what you accomplished and what you didn't accomplish. So you're likely going to leave the meeting um, after having signed attendance and you'll have something in hand that you're considering. Mm-hmm. And so you, you're going to go home. And at this point, you're going to think about, did we accomplish what we set out to accomplish in this hour or in this two hour meeting? Just, I mean, I know it's really silly, but think about that. You know, what did you do well that you want to repeat next time? And where were you weak that you can be stronger next time? And take notes if you're, if you can, and you can review those notes before the next IEP meeting. Um, and like everything with practice, you'll get better in these meetings. They're really stressful. And for parents, they're very sure, emotional, yeah. mm-hmm. even though they're, they're fairly informal it's a high stress meeting to walk into where the focus is on your kid and how your kid is performing. And that's very personal. So um, as much as you can reflect and prog- you know, make progress as a parent, that's great. All right. We did say five plus one and it's time now for the plus one. Be oh. a decent human. <laughs> Yes. So I have a pretty interesting um, attitude in IEP meetings. I think I'm probably the nicest person to be in an IEP meeting with once we develop a decent relationship. So we bring food to IEP meetings. We send thank you cards afterward. Mm -hmm. We express gratitude throughout the meeting. Um, We try to never address like we don't come from the perspective of what you're doing isn't good enough. We come from the perspective of your role in our child's life is so incredibly important. And we are so grateful for the work that you're doing to help him with speech and language, but we're still noticing deficits where he needs extra help. And we think that you guys are in a good position to provide that help. And we're grateful for your response to this request. And so it's definitely a kill them with kindness kind of approach. Um, I'm not a bulldog. that's not my ideology. It's not my personality. And I don't think that it's good for maintaining relationships. And that's part of this. So being grateful and kind and respectful is really important. Because it's all about relationship between the caregiver or the provider or the teacher or whatever and the child. And you want to make sure that relationship stays as strong as possible. Yeah. And the more they like you, the more willing they're going to be to work with you. That's just human behavior. And so being liked by the school is not a bad thing. Being disliked by the school is also not a bad thing. Sometimes Hmm. you have to be disliked during certain phases um, of this process. But I think getting to a point after you work through that phase of being liked again is worthwhile. Thank you for today's five tips plus one. That gives us a lot to think about. Thanks for listening to another edition of Special Education Matters. For more information, including show notes, head to our website, csnlg.com slash listen. And if you like what you hear, please uh, consider giving us a review on iTunes. Those reviews bring us lots of happiness. 
I'm your host, Michael Bull, and we will talk again soon.